Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's Heather, and this is the Heather Bonham Show, and you're listening to episode 135. And today on the episode, we're going to talk about the stories that we all tell ourselves. So in 2019, in the summer, I went to a writing conference in Nashville, and the writing conference was presented by Ray Edwards. He is a copywriter. He teaches copywriting. He has a long history in radio and advertising, and he's a very good communicator. And the conference was geared towards people who are interested in copywriting, but the bigger picture was communication. And I learned so much about communication and the importance of owning our own voice of respecting the fact that, yes, we all are different and we all communicate a little bit differently, but that's what makes audiences connect with a speaker or a creator. And that's what brings people together because we all are different and unique and we shouldn't try to sound like anyone else or communicate like anyone else because people who are out there might only click and listen to someone with our specific and unique voice and point of view. And so that was a very powerful takeaway. And when I think about that through the lens of being an educator, it's true. Some students just click with certain teachers. Some teachers just work well with other colleagues and administrators. And it's just, you, and you know that. It's just kind of this invisible thing that makes us click. And we have to understand that we each have a unique voice that needs to be heard no matter what we do for a job or a hobby. So it was a, it was an amazing conference. It had a, a spiritual component that kind of came about and was a nice underlying foundation. Um, a lot of people there were Christian and there was a lot of not not within the actual sessions that I attended um, so much, but in other ways there was there was a spiritual component there. Um, so I guess what I mean to say is sometimes it was direct and sometimes it was indirect, but they weren't sessions about spirituality. Um, they were sessions where people's spirituality shone through and also, there were a couple of ins- instances where I was um, involved in prayer with other people, and it was really powerful. Um, now, Ray Edwards has written a book called Read This or Die. I'm listening to the audio right now. I still have some left, but I wanted to share it with you today and talk about uh, one of the big takeaways and messages in this book is that the stories that we tell ourselves are a huge part of how we experience our lives. We can tell ourselves stories that are positive or negative, and we can spin a lot of our true actual experiences in different directions and believe whatever we tell ourselves. And that's really how we're going to experience. Um, any situation, our experience is how we interpret that situation. So Ray Edwards, I don't know how many years ago, I I believe 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, um, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And the book is really his story of 
wrestling with the diagnosis, his spirituality, a lot of a lot of very deep questions that came about when he found out that he had a diagnosis that there was no cure for. And it's a very serious diagnosis. Now, when I met him in person, again, that was four years ago. So four years ago, he, for the most part, you could not tell that he had Parkinson's disease, but he did at times walk with a cane. When he was speaking up on the stage, he was able to stand for long periods of time, um, you know, had a lot of energy, speaks very well. He is very intelligent and has a amazing vocabulary and the way that he words things, it just is powerful. I mean, this is what he does. He's a writer, he's a speaker, he communicates. So he's a great communicator and he seemed pretty healthy and energetic, but it's also was was clear as the few days of that of that conference went on he he disclosed a little bit about his condition and about the fact that it did affect him he was seeing doctors was taking medication was had altered his diet a lot um was doing a lot of things to try to manage his condition as best he could so um that being said, we we all knew people there who had read a lot of his, uh, you know, ongoing emails and things that he would send out to his mailing list. People knew that he had a diagnosis, but he seemed to be doing really well. So uh, during the pandemic, it seems that he had some increasing symptoms, and he wrote this book called Read This or die, partly to communicate with others really what was going on more, way more than what was visible from the outside. And a lot of what was going on were these very deep questions that he had to wrestle with and how he was processing his experience of this disease. Again, going back to how I prefaced this intro, the, the stories that he was telling himself, stories about health, sickness, healing, really expectations of what you're supposed to get out of life. And if you're, if you're doing the right things, then shouldn't you have this? And then if you don't have health and wellness, what does that mean? Um, so a lot of stories that he had previously told himself all of his life, those stories now were changed. They didn't match to his reality of having Parkinson's disease. And so I want to encourage people to get the audio of this book. Ray reads it himself. When I listen to an audiobook, I always prefer to have the reader be the author be the reader because I just feel like you get so much out of it that way. This this book is absolutely no exception, and I really recommend the audio version and to be able to listen to these, you know, these words, his story in his own words. But he talks about the importance for all of us 
of monitoring the stories that we tell ourselves, controlling the stories that we tell ourselves, and questioning the stories that we tell ourselves. Anything that happens in life is open to interpretation as good, bad, neutral, something we can control, something we can't control, something to be afraid of, something to be happy about. A lot of emotions get put into all the different things that we go through in life. Um, I know you've all heard, and I've heard so many times in life, when something happens that appears to be bad, serious, negative, people will say, a couple years from now, you'll say this is the best thing that ever happened to you. For example, someone loses a job. And it's, and that may be true. A couple years from now, that'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. You'll have a better job. You'll be so much happier. You'll realize that that was the wrong path. Um, as I've heard it said before, you had the ladder to success leaning up against the wrong building. And you need to move that ladder to a different building to climb up that ladder of success. Yeah, that may be absolutely true. But in the moment, it feels horrible. It feels like a complete disaster. It feels like a failure. You're worried about how to pay the electric bill. You're not thinking about, well, two years down the road, this, this, when I tell this story, I'm going to be thrilled. So we know it intellectually, but in the moment, it is fair to feel your feelings. And Ray does not shy away from that. He had to go through, and he talks about some dark, dark times with Parkinson's, with this diagnosis, with seeing. At first, it was very mild, but it got more progressive, or got progressively worse, got more symptomatic. And he had very dark times. So he doesn't shy away from that. And he doesn't say, hey, just look on the bright side. Try to find the silver lining. He doesn't say that. He says, feel the feelings. It's okay to be really sad and angry and confused when something happens in life. And it's also okay to decide what that story is going to be like. He talks about himself attending a conference. I don't know what kind of conference, but he attended a conference or a seminar and the speaker encouraged him and and all the attendees to write a story of your life. And first, write it as a tragedy. Think of all the things that have happened. These are true things. You're not making up the reality of things that have happened in your life, but to look at them as a tragedy first. And really get into that story, really feel that story. And then tell the same story, but tell it as a hero's journey where you're the hero and you win in the end of this story. Same events, same person, same timeline, but just a different lens. I haven't done the exercise, but I thought through it in my head and I, I think it might be worth the time to do because we all have events that could make us look like a victim or could make us look like a hero. And it doesn't mean saying, okay, all the bad things that happened in my life are just fine and everyone's happy and it's all great. But it is being able to say, I got through 
this journey and I'm the hero of my story. In, um, in my own story, it's mine. No one else has ever lived your exact story. And that's my takeaway from what Ray said. It's no one has lived your story. No one has lived his story. No one has lived mine. So what, what our job is, part of the job is we're authoring our perception of our lives is to make ourselves the hero in it and to find a way to do that. So very powerful book. It reminds me a lot of things that I've heard Dan Miller say, um, Dan Miller from 48 Days, and he talks about growing up um, in Ohio. He grew up in a family that had, I believe his grandparents were Amish and his parents were very, very strict Mennonite. His father was a minister and a farmer and they were very poor. And he said, on one hand, I could tell the story of my childhood and say, we were very poor. We didn't get Christmas gifts, but we got uh, the very basics that we needed. I mean, not toys. They got gifts that were, I believe he's a pair of socks and a pair of jeans um, that they were not allowed to do things other children could do. They didn't have things that other children had. And he was expected to work before school on the farm and at 5 a.m. and then go to school. And he said that, you know, I could tell my story and look at it as a poverty story. Or I could tell my story and say, we didn't have a lot of money, but we learned the value of hard work. We learned the value of taking good care of things. We learned to take care of the animals on the farm. We learned to celebrate holidays um, for what they really mean and not about material possessions. We learned how to have a, a routine every day and stick to it no matter what, because um, those animals and the farm was were depending on us. So he said, a lot of the work skills and the life skills that he gained were because of his background. And that did make him in a better place as an adult. So Dan Miller talks a lot about this similar concept of the stories that we tell ourselves. Again, not made up stories, but just how we benefit from our lived experience and how we appreciate ourselves and what we've been through and what it's made us. So very, very powerful. And um, it also reminds me, and Dan Miller also tells this story, but I've heard it said in different ways, different places, but it's the story of an elephant and these men at night uh, come across, they encounter this elephant, but they all have a different experience of the elephant because they are touching a different part of the elephant. You can look up the story of the elephant in the dark, or I've also heard it's the elephant and blind men. But the man who touches the tail says, oh, it's like a rope. But the man who touches the trunk has a completely different perception. There are different ends of the elephant. Um, and yet it's all true. But it's just a different version of the full experience that um, that we don't always see. We don't always see all of it. And, and going back to losing a job as an experience, it is something that it's very difficult to see into the future. We can't do that. And so in the moment, we need to be able to feel the frustration and the anger and all of those emotions, but also know that 
it's part of our story. It is only one part of our story. And as long as we're breathing, our story continues to unfold. I know that years ago, when I wasn't offered a contract for the next school year uh, at one of my very first jobs, it was devastating in that moment. But it was also completely true that I ended up in a much, much better situation. Um, It was just a completely different and better job. And I knew looking back that that was exactly how it should have unfolded. It was absolutely how it should have unfolded. Um, And it was a situation where I, there were things that I could have changed and that I could have done better, but I also was not thrilled with where I was. And so the fact that I didn't get asked back the next year as a pretty new, pretty new, uh, pretty new teacher, it was the best thing because the school that I did end up going to was a, um, the, the, what I learned there, it was a training ground for me for the rest of my career. And I look back years later and I can see that the training that I got at the next school, um, the administration and the colleagues who were there completely prepared me for what would come next in my career. And I would not have had that. So it is true. It is true that a lot of times with that hindsight, we see where the story was leading. So I just want to encourage you to think about the story of your life, where it is so far, because again, it's still unfolding. It is still being written, but consider the story that you tell yourself or the stories that you tell yourself about the things that are happening. Um, And I would encourage you, listen to the book. I will put a link in the show notes, Read This or Die by Ray Edwards, because I'm getting a lot out of listening to that. And I, and I feel that this is a time as we move into fall, sometimes um, we get a little bit more reflective now. It's the summer's gone and we see the season starting to change. And it's just a good time to do some reflection and kind of figure out um, where do I need to do a, a bit of analysis in my own life. And that's something that um, that is so deeply personal that even if we talk about these things with our loved ones, a spouse, a friend, even in counseling or even in a religious setting, a lot of it is work that just has to be done within our own minds and our own hearts. So I encourage you to do that if you have a little bit of time. With that, I wish you all the best in the upcoming week. Take good care of yourselves and those you love, and we'll talk again soon.